In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine... Well, very little, actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Eric Johnson. And I'm Emily Jones. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com. And you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play Music. Today, we're not watching or reading anything. Instead, we are playing another game. Uh, it's called The Stanley Parable. An interactive, you sound so excited. <laughs> I, yes, I do. You know how I love games. Uh, an interactive fiction video game designed by Davey Reedon. I think it's Reedon. I'm guessing. Uh, in the game, you play as Stanley, an office drone who one day discovers that all of his coworkers have vanished. So he decides to take a short walk to the meeting room, and despite how thrilling that sounds, I really mm, can't can't even express how thrilling that sounds. Uh, I have never played it, especially on a day when I'm not at work. I'm really thrilled to be in a workplace having to walk to a meeting room. Oh yeah, th- th- this is just an office simulator. It's just you just walk down hallways, and it's just like yeah, it's great. <laughs> Fun. Uh, but yeah, so what, one thing that I will uh, warn for you and for any of our listeners who will be playing, uh, well, first off, as always, we'll be spoiling stuff after the break, so go and play this game on your own uh, if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, and one thing I will warn is that if you think you've reached the end of the game, you are wrong. So keep on playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so like I said, we're going to be spoiling this game. And if you want to uh, play it, which you sh- absolutely should, you can get it on Steam. Uh, Emily, I think you, you just bought the game. How much was it on Steam? Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine, And so you have you do have to buy the game, though. The demo is not sufficient. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's uh, fourteen ninety nine on Steam, which, if you don't know, is like it's a PC gaming uh, application. It's like an app store for video games uh, that you play on a, on a Windows or a Mac uh, PC. So go check that out, and uh, yeah, join us after the break for our discussion. Uh, we just played some Stanley Parable, uh, and before we get to my thoughts, Eric, what do what uh, is it that you love so much about this game? Eric carefully approached the microphone and weighed his <laughs> thoughts about what he would say next. Uh, if I had to pick one thing, the narrator, Kevin Brighting, is just so delightful in this game. As he wandered through this fantasy world, he began to fill it with many possible paths and destinations. Down one path lay an enormous round room with monitors and mind controls. And down another was a yellow line that weaved in many directions. And down another was a game with a baby. And he called it the Stanley Parable. It's, you know, I intentionally didn't mention the narrator at all when I wrote the intro for you because I just, I think that's one of the most amazing uh, and, and wonderful surprises is just 
whenever you can make the narrator go off the rails when he goes from being a normal pleasant very british narrator to then just completely you know like what are you doing what is wrong with you i had a whole plan here and i just i i i love the fact that like there's so much of him he 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 is such a crucial part of the story throughout the whole thing um so yeah that's that's my one thing of, of that i love about stanley parable but there there are many more but, but <laughs> before i go down that rabbit hole emily what did you think of the stanley parable uh well um i should probably start with a disclosure which is that we said we would play about two hours uh of the stanley parable and i only managed what steam tells me is 85 minutes uh because it uh induced some incredibly severe motion sickness um starting about 20 minutes in but it became like super unbearable so i actually had to stop playing because i couldn't deal with it yeah um and you know and i don't know um there could be any number of factors involved in that i kind of feel like i remember getting a bit nauseated during uh during portal as well uh so i think that there might be an extent to which like my brain and my eyes are like not used to this and like can't deal with it. Um, I don't know. I, so yeah, I, I, I only played an hour and a half of the game. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, the narrator, the narrator is very cool and it was, it's kind of fun to like, cause you don't realize it at first. Um, but it's, it's fun to have like when you start to deviate from what the narrator tells you to do, like, it's it's very funny to to hear the narrator kind of like develop from what you think is just like some nice instructions mm-hmm. into like you know kind of an antagonist almost like there's no other antagonist sort of. it's like yeah i mean but it, but it's also he's also like your 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 protagonist way cuz he's also sort of trapped in the same way that you are in a way like he's you know um you're a character in a video game and so is he and he it's, yeah. it's sort of this very very meta um well and it kind of depends on like which um like which scenario you're in or yeah. which ending you're in or whatever at at any given time whether the narrator is like your ally or your antagonist because sometimes cause sometimes it very much feels like the narrator is like especially like if you click if you hit um if you hit on on the when you get to the power switches to the, um, to the mind control machine in the mind control machine yeah if yeah. you hit on like he gets all he go, he like goes all crazy and like you know sets a bomb timer and starts like fucking with you stanley suddenly realized he had just initiated the network's emergency detonation system In the event that this machine is activated without proper DNA identification, nuclear detonators are set to explode, eliminating the entire complex. How long until detonation then? Mm, Let's say, um, two minutes. But also the whole time, like, I don't know, I I was kind of resisting him from the beginning. um, And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because I started to assume he was untrustworthy (laughs) um early on and again i I don't know if that some of that comes from the last thing i played being portal where like what's going on around you is untrustworthy uh so like one of the first things that i did was take the escape route instead of going to the mind control room okay where they tell you like you're gonna die if you keep at the end of this hallway yeah you will (laughs) die you'll die and that was really interesting because like 
when you die, you end up in a museum about the game. So wait, that was the first place you went? That, that was, was the, the first very... thing I did, yeah. <laughs> so th- that's the thing. So that's where the the female narrator comes in and says, you know, like uh, right before you head to the on-off switch there, she's like, oh, these two, these two souls both trying to escape or, or whatever it is. Oh, look at these two. How they wish to destroy one another. How they wish to control one another. How they both wish to be free. Can you see? Can you see how much they need one another? No, perhaps not. Did, did oh, you yeah, get to the on-off switch? Say that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I did get to the on-off switch eventually, but I mean, the yeah. first the first time through, the first thing I did was was go into the escape hatch. And, that's fascinating because that's literally ex- the last thing I did. Like I, I knew I knew that, that the, was there. Explore the museum, which is an interesting location. The yeah. Museum. <laughs> um, that's literally the last thing I did before <laughs> before we we hopped on the microphone here. So that's just kind of funny coincidence there. Um, I guess first off, I'm sorry that the game made you emotion sick. That's yeah. you know <laughs> I didn't realize. Um, but uh, yeah. So say so that was the first thing, and so you initially had this distrust of the narrator. Did you then go back and trust him? Did you go back and like follow his instructions at some well, point? Well, yeah. I, I, so the next, so after I, I finally like explored the whole museum and figured out that there was like nothing else to do in there, I, you know, hit escape and restarted the game. Yeah. Um, and so then that time I followed him to the letter and I hit off and I went out into the grassy area and like, mm-hmm then got restarted again (laughs) (laughs) and yeah from from then on I mostly followed him I mean I I also like you know I went to the wrong door and I uh to go to the what is it the break room yeah instead of the meeting room and I you know uh after that at one point I you know I went past the open door I like I I kept doing things he didn't want me to do but I also like I also followed most of his instructions um, did so you get I, to the the telephone at any point? Telephone, no. Oh. Um, no. The last thing that I managed to do before I like really had to stop was yeah. uh, the thing where you get to the um, where you get to the room that's got a big screen on one wall that's telling you um, it's like a whole loop that you're stuck in where the narrator oh, keeps Oh, the confusion it. ending? The confusion ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was in the confusion ending and act and yeah, and so you get there and the narrator starts wigging out about the confusion ending. Um and then I actually don't know what is supposed to happen because like I think the narrator is supposed to reboot it but my game actually crashed or is that really? part of the game? <laughs> no, that's yeah. not part of the game, but that's hilarious. So that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, my game actually crashed like right when the narrator seemed like he was about to like give up on waiting for something to happen and like restart the game again. Um That's amazing. So, like that, that's yeah. never happened to me. Well, and so I was almost kind of expecting it to kind of like I don't know, I was expecting that to somehow be part of the game, even though that doesn't make sense for, like, right. a full crash of the game to be a part of the game. Right. Um, so then when I came back, I was back, kind of back at square one, you know, like, I had to skip through the, the intro and stuff. Uh, and it was actually, yeah, and then it was after that reboot that I, like, started to try to go through it again and, like, try to find a different, something that might be a different outcome um, mm-hmm. and where I finally had to abandon ship, but... yeah. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing. So I've played through this game once before, finding all the different endings uh, with a little bit of help from the internet because there's stuff that's just, like, so, you know, out of the way you would never guess it. And this time, this is my, like, really second time starting fresh. 
I went to as much as I could remember from the last playthrough. I went as fast as I could to all these different things. And even in the two hours that I was playing, I couldn't get to it all. This game has so much in it. It is incredible. Like, just the the, the amount of, of variety and the, all the surprises that are packed into this very deceptively simple package of just leave your office, go to your boss's office, you know. Um, so, I mean, like, did you have a favorite ending or a favorite i don't know development that they, they, they ran into over, over the course of it i don't know i mean the um the museum was kind of cool yeah um and like i don't know i was sort of hoping that the museum um might like help me figure things out which maybe it would if i went back to it again um the museum is more, I think, um, it's, a, it's a showcase of, like, it's a very meta showcase of the development of the game. So it's showing, like, what different things they designed for the game look like at different stages. And it's, like, mm-hmm. screenshots of, like, yeah, early yeah, yeah. versions. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's that, but, like, I don't know. The museum still feels like it's messing with you a little yeah. bit. And maybe it's because I saw the museum before I saw most of the things that are in the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, I... Uh, I don't know. It was interesting, especially like there's there's one thing that has like a bunch of um, screenshots of and in the 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 uh, the museum placard said it was like the thing that they submitted to Steam to get mm-hmm. the game approved or whatever. Um, and it's like it's basically like your thoughts, like when you get rebooted and it says like it says like, wait, what is this? Was that clock there before? Like, blah, 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 like <laughs> all of that kind of stuff, which is like um, totally like what you keep thinking when you get restarted especially mm. there's at least one time where you get restarted and the office is totally different yeah um, no, th- that happens actually a lot of different ways so there's one time where all the floor is covered in paper did you get that one um no. so there's that there's there's a way so that the entire office is filled with cardboard boxes there's stuff where the lights are off i mean it it, it is like no i mean there was crazy. one there was one where like the like the his stanley's office like looked completely different Okay. Um, like I, it was bluer, uh, okay. or maybe maybe it wasn't Stanley's office that was different, but it was like outside. It was like that that part of the office that has like yeah. blue carpet and like yeah. gray or bluer walls instead of like the orangey kind of carpet. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is that the like that like I'm saying, there's so much in this game that I'm honestly not sure if I saw that or not on this playthrough. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> Um, so the thing with the telephone that I mentioned, it's, um, there's a point where, uh, you go off on, like, you disobey the narrator several times, you go and ride this little cargo lift to a room with a telephone in it, and the telephone is ringing, and the narrator's going, she's been waiting for you, Stanley, you've been neglecting her this whole story, the, you know, the story's been all about you, but now it's time to pay attention to her, and you, and you can pick up the phone and have a scene with your wife, or you can unplug the phone and completely break the narrator. And, and he's just like, No, that wasn't supposed to be a choice. How did you do that? You actually chose incorrectly. I didn't even know that was possible. Let me double check. No, it's definitely here, clear as day. Stanley picks up the phone. He's taken to his apartment where he finds his wife. And the two pledge themselves to one another. Music comes in, fade to white, roll credits. Not picking up the phone is actually somehow an incorrect course of action. How is that even possible? None of these decisions were supposed to mean anything. I don't understand. How on earth are you making meaningful choices? 
Yeah, it is it is funny when when the narrator gets broken. Like in the when you're in the confusion ending loop, like and I it's like I don't think I did anything even to trigger it, but the narrator yeah. like got super confused and like doors weren't there that were supposed to be there and he like got yep. all wigged out about it. Yep. And he like totally lost track of the story. Uh yeah, no, that is highly entertaining for yeah. sure. So I mean, yeah, I guess uh what about the broom closet? Did you get to the broom closet? I passed broom closet several times, but the doors would never open for me. I kept trying to open doors and they wouldn't wa- they wouldn't open. Oh, okay. We we like if you're looking at the door and you press E, um most yeah. of the doors most of the doors don't open, but the broom closet door does open. Oh, um, I didn't try the broom closet. So that that's if you if you are uh I tried like all the doors in like the first room and figured out they didn't open and was like, "Well, this is dumb." Yeah, and then and when so, I then when I got to like weird places where I didn't want to follow the narrator, I would try the doors and like they didn't usually work. So uh, before we started recording, kind of off mic, I, I intentionally told Emily E opens doors. It doesn't work on most of the doors, but it works. No, on it the doesn't. Bro- it, but it works in the broom closet. And well, it works and it on, works a on other, other things. things you have to do. Like it works right. on buttons and stuff. Yeah, um, the broom closet. If if you're willing to take some Dramamine, maybe and go back in. <laughs> uh, the broom closet is my favorite thing in the game. Um, it's basically you go into this this completely empty broom closet and the narrator has a mental breakdown trying to figure out why you're spending time there. Like he says, okay, there's nothing in here. Stanley left and kept on going. And if you stay in there, he uh, eventually gets to the point where he says like, okay, well, it's obvious that the person playing this video game is dead. So I'm going to attempt <laughs> to alert the people in the vicinity. And he starts yelling for help to get someone else to come and play the game. Hello, anyone who happens to be nearby... The person at this computer is dead. He or she has fallen prey to any number of your countless human physiological vulnerabilities. It's indicative of the long-term sustainability of your species. Please remove their corpse from the area and instruct another human to take their place at the computer. It is... It, it, it is absolutely worth it. Or maybe just find a YouTube video of someone doing the broom closet uh, thing. It's just like completely unnecessary completely pointless it affects nothing in the rest of the game except then after you do that if you go back past the broom closet again it's all boarded up because he doesn't want you going there. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that funny. completely pointless affects no ending but uh but yeah there's there's a huge amount of of craft that went into the writing of this game oh yeah for sure um and i'm wondering like as someone who doesn't play many video games except when i force you to um any did <laughs> any video games um like I'm, i don't I'm, even what, play like shit on my like i don't even have candy crush on my phone like, yeah I, <laughs> you're not much. yeah uh candy or crush any other or any other thing on my phone my porn is like i don't even play like little idle games on my phone like I, yeah yeah <laughs> it's literally only this um did you like i don't know did, did this make you interested in video games and kind of interactive stuff like i i'm I'm wondering kind of um if the the branching choices and all that if if all the you know the the freedom quote unquote of this game did that make you think about video games in a different way not really so the thing is that like i um i don't know as far as i could tell like as as entertaining as the narrator was and as like you know, fun as some of the outcomes end up being. Um, I, I was also kind of like, there's no point to this except that it's fucking with me, which like I 
don't necessarily like. Like, I, like <laughs> I don't see a point to like sitting around and like doing something that like literally exists just to fuck with you. Like, <laughs> I, that like that's 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 not my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it, no, it and means it's like it's well, really, so we were yeah. we were talking also about. I mean, like just to say that, like just to explain that it's like not just a video game thing. Like, um, we were talking the other day about twists in mm-hmm. in shows and movies and stuff because a show that we both watched pulled off a stellar twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying to you that you know, uh one thing that was good about that twist, like I I'm not usually someone who like I don't I don't necessarily love a twist ending because they're very often like they were dead the whole time or they were dreaming or or, or were... that like the twist ending exists like for the for the sheer purpose of fucking with you, like like there's like there's no good reason for it. It's just like a twist, <laughs> and it's, like it, that the M Night Shyamalan thing of what a twist. Well, <laughs> but but bad M Night Shyamalan because like yeah. I would argue that like you know so the M Night Shyamalan yeah <laughs> the sixth the sixth sense the first time you see it like I that is that to me is like a good twist because like yeah it makes sense and it like recasts the whole movie in a different light sure um but like. I don't know. I can't think of a good example of a twist that like, but except like most of them where it's like, you know, the twist just happens for the sheer sake of like fuckery. Right. And like that's when, whether it's, and whether it's like a TV show or, um, there are a lot of short stories mm-hmm. that work like that, that like, instead of like that, the whole point of the short story is that it's like a setup to like a punchline kind of, that's like a twist ending. And like, right. I, I, I don't know I hate those and like and I also was not like I didn't I, I didn't enjoy not having a purpose and like feeling like I was just being fucked with see uh, this is me choosing this was intentionally a little bit of an experiment on you because like <laughs> since you, because you don't play any video games like part of the game a, a portion of it not the whole thing but part of it is certainly for people who do play a lot of video games that this is a subversion of video game tropes so you have stuff that would normally happen in a certain linear way in a game that gets completely subverted by the narrator mm-hmm. um my opinion i've gotten to debates about this with people my opinion is that you don't need to have played uh games to you know appreciate the humor of the game and you could still have fun with it without being a gamer but i do think it, see, it seems like um i, I wonder if if you were an an avid gamer, you know, I, I wonder if maybe you, you would have been more into the oh my god, this is crazy, I got to keep on going. And also, if you didn't get motion sick, um, <laughs> <laughs> might well, have made things better. And you know, it also and this is a really unfair comparison, um, but it also reminded me of the one video game in, in a bad way. And again, it's an un, it's it's a it's a really unfair comparison because like uh-huh. this game is like intentionally and very well crafted this way. Um, whereas the the game that I'm talking about was just just a horrible piece of shit, um, but I I think I've told you about it before. It was this computer game, and I I don't even know where it came from. Like I think it came free with with some computer that my parents got. There was a time like, where they would actually have like really shitty computer games in boxes of cereal. Like it'd be a CD in a box of cereal. Sometimes I feel like where... it came with the computer. Like when okay. we got when we got a new computer at some point when I was in like elementary school and replaced the old computer and got a new one. Yeah. Um. There was this game called, and I, again, I think it came with the computer. It was called Azrael's Tear. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, it was like ta- a really shitty like. It was. You're it was exploring a terrible a game. Dungeon where there's like knights and stuff. Yeah, and... it was like a dungeon or like a or like a like a 
defunct castle uh-huh. in my mind i think of it as like a sunken castle but i think that that's a combination of the fact that there was some standing water in the castle and also that uh that that's something that comes from like the plot of the red wall series of novels okay. which i was reading <laughs> at the same time so like okay. in my mind i think of it as being like a, just like a sunken castle and, th- and that game actually does have a point Mm-hmm. Um, there are multiple levels and there are tasks that you're supposed to be performing, but like, it doesn't tell you what the tasks are. Right. Um, so you spend a lot of time and I think, and again, I don't know if maybe like if you bought the game as opposed to having it come free with your computer, maybe it would come with like a thing that like told you what was going on and what your goal was or something. A lot of video games for a while would come with like manuals that would be important for actually knowing what to do. Right. So we didn't have a manual for this game. (laughs) Um, And so my brother and I separately Mm -hmm. just spent like a ton of time, just trial and error, like wandering around this fucking castle and like figuring out like what was behind this door and what was behind that door. And like, all like all this stuff and and there was also stuff that like even if you had the manual oh and Mm -hmm. like going to different rooms and and like finding there were like pieces of a tapestry and like so much shit going on um and there was also stuff that like even if you had had a manual like you would have you needed trial and error to figure out like i think i've told you this before as well there was this like knight guy Mm -hmm. and like he had crucial information for you but then at some point he turned on you and would start hacking you to bits with his battle axe and you (laughs) had to know like and the only way to know was to like play it over and over again and know that you had to go to him and get his help and then shoot him at the crucial moment like Mm -hmm. You know, and anyway, um, again, it's an unfair comparison because that was all of that was just because it was a terrible game. And also we didn't have like any basis for like understanding what was I mean, like we literally we were unable to figure out what the point of this game was until my brother finally looked it up online. Right. Um, And like I realized that this game is is like it's intentionally built in this way that like it's kind of withholding a point it's sort of an existential sort of right. musing on that style like on the medium right um but the like the experience felt very similar to me <laughs> <laughs> you're felt, wandering around pressing buttons you it know? felt very much like wandering around that freaking castle <laughs> um i mean there weren't any tiny dinosaurs running around which there were in the castle that game was fucking weird and i don't know like what time of like i don't know what era it was supposed to be in either because yeah. like there were dinosaurs and knights mm-hmm. and and like your first person like console you like every once in a while you saw yourself in like a mirror or something and you was like a weird like high-tech spacesuit kind of a thing okay. anyway it, it was <laughs> it was it was bizarre it yeah. was bizarre and made no sense whatsoever. But, but I feel but, like we talked about this game enough that we should just play it on the podcast, and I should I, I should see how shitty it is. <laughs> oh my god! If I wonder if it exists, I think that I know that YouTube videos of like the gameplay exist. Yeah, I don't know if there's a version to like you that you can like download and play. Um, you would probably be better at it than me, even though I spent <laughs> hours and hours and hours playing this game in like third grade because yeah. I don't remember it. But um. It was weird. It it might be it might be interesting for you to just at least watch like a YouTube video of it. 
Looks like, yeah, I, f- I found this is some website where you can download Azrael's tier. Oh my god, why? A deep, thought-provoking story based on the premise that the Knights Templar, the 12th century elite commander group of 12 spirited knights whose mission yeah. for mankind... Oh my god, this is horribly written. The sentence is like a paragraph long. I know. Uh- <laughs> All of them are. And, um, oh yeah, I think ultimately you were supposed to be finding the Holy Grail. Okay. Um, and, like, taking it at... Like, you had to take it to what I think of as being, like, the roof or, like, at least the top of the castle. Okay. And, like, there was a helicopter, but, like, it was impossible. Once you got to the place you were supposed to put the Holy Grail in, it was impossible to, like, actually get there. Like, I... It was the worst. <laughs> this is this, the same website that I'm reading from here. Uh, it has, like, ratings for, like, graphics, sound, replay value, and so it has bad. one for enjoyment. You'd think with graphics and sounds ra- sound ratings that are so high, the game would be a tad more fun to play. Even though the story is great, the game has a definite plotting feel to it, and it seems as time as if you're working too hard. Still worthwhile, though. So, Who is this person? This is someone on some old games website. I have no I idea. I mean, the music, the music isn't bad, and I guess for, <laughs> you know, 1997 or whatever it was, sure. the, the graphics are probably pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, but no, that person is wrong. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure my brother would agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to Stanley Parable. Although it I was mean, addictive. I will yeah. say it was very addictive. You kept on playing. You played enough to, to get, to get a lot out of it apparently. So, and to still remember it all these years later. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Right. Anyway, the game at hand. Yeah. The game at hand. Um, so, uh, did you get to the uh, part of the game where uh, he asks you to to rate what you think of the game? No. Ah, uh, see, okay, this is what I was hope I was hoping you get to this point. It's um, there's one part where if you like disobey him a bunch, I forget exactly how to do it. That's the thing; I just forget all the different <laughs> branching paths. There's one point if you disobey him enough, he takes you to like at the r- room with the two doors, the left and the right. He takes you to a third door, um, where he says like, "Okay, please rate the game on a scale of one to five. And uh, if you give him a one, then he'll uh, eventually take you to. He says like, "Fine, you don't want to play my game, you can play someone else's." And he takes you to the start of Portal. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of I was kind of crossing my fingers, hoping that 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 you would you would uh, reach that point because um, when I first played this game and i got to got to that point i was like walk out of the room could not believe like how how, how magnificently that that had been pulled off because it that's was, pretty it's, crazy um this game runs on the same engine basically the same physics as portal and so they were able to exactly recreate the look and feel of portal of the very start of the game where you wake up in the room and then you've got you get there's like the <laughs> you know music playing and then you walk and you do the puzzle so um Oh well, uh, missed opportunity, but, yeah, uh, but no, I... <laughs> g- given your motion sickness, I wouldn't say it's 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 funny enough to to risk going all the way back down whatever rabbit hole that was, which I can't remember at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like it's I mean it's like almost impossible to recreate any given like thing because like I don't know you lose track of where you are even as you like turn left and right and left and right through mm-hmm. the hallways like it's so confusing. But there's a point where. Uh, and again, I have no recollection of how to get here, but where you go through this hallway and then you start walking around in circles, like literally the, the it's impossible geometry where you make a right and then a right and then a right and a right and a right and a right and it keeps on taking you around and around in circles. And then if you decide to, to turn around and go back, you'll it's exactly, it's not like they've just closed off a wall. 
it is designed so that you go around a certain number of times. But then if you go left, 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 you'll get back to where you came from. It's, it's, That's insane. It's, right. So. I feel like some of the, um, some of this stuff, like with the, uh, the adventure line that gets super screwed up. Yes. The adventure like, line. You got the, there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The adventure line is part of the confusion thing. Is it not? Oh, I, I forget. It's, it's, it's so, <laughs> there's so many Well, and the thing is, I don't know if the adventure line is, is like only part of the confusion thing or like if you somehow end up in the confusion. I thing don't know either. The adventure line. <laughs> um, but it's uh yeah i feel like some of the stuff with the adventure line it was like i was trying really hard to follow the adventure line and and like i kept ending up in the same place over and over again and the adventure line like went in bizarre loops and like it'd go up on the wall and it would go up through the ceiling oh my and... god yeah well and especially once um then then like i don't know the adventure line gets all screwed up and the narrator restarts you and then like tells you not to follow the adventure line and then he gets all distressed when the adventure line like literally crashes through the ceiling <laughs> into the into the hallway that you're in and like all of that kind of stuff yeah and the, and also the best part of the adventure line of course is let's just have some music <laughs> <laughs> and it starts playing that that ridiculous song yeah yeah super ridiculous like some very yeah. silly like benny hill kind of nonsense well i don't really know if uh if letting me talk any further because i'll just keep on going in circles <laughs> fo- fo- following this well, line and i'm trying uh, to think if there were any other like if there were any other things that i got to that uh yeah that oh i will say i was kind of disappointed um that there wasn't an option to go back when or maybe there was and i just couldn't figure it out when um when you do get to the power the mind control room power thing uh-huh. and you do hit off and it goes black, and then the door opens, like the wall opens up, so you can go outside. Um, after I did that once, and then went back and figured out what happens when you hit on, and mm-hmm. he explodes the building, uh, and then went back again. I wanted to try to um, not go outside when they tell you to. Yeah. Um, and I, if there's a way to do it, I couldn't figure it out. And I no, was. No, dis- I don't think so at that point. Um, I was kind of disappointed by that because, like, I would have thought that that would be another a case where, like, the narrator would, like, wig out on you and be like, what are you doing? I, <laughs> wait, you have your freedom. Like, why? I, I just kind of expected that. And it was weird to me. I, like, turned around and wandered the little platform thing and it, like, it wouldn't let me go back. Wait, you thought you had free will? I mean, come on. No, I didn't think <laughs> I had free will. But, like, there are, since there are so many points in the game where you, like, can do something despite his strenuous objections like i was hoping that that would be another point for that but yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't (laughs) emily stood and paced around in circles (laughs) until she died (laughs) basically yeah (laughs) so yeah i i don't really have any other specific thoughts on the game other than um if you do ever go back into it uh if you decide to, to to brave the potential motion sickness do the let broom me know <laughs> do the broom closet one but then let me know if you ever go back in because there is a different ending which i will not spoil here because it's so involved that is my favorite ending in the game um which involves Intriguing. a it involves a 1950s style uh office safety video um which is amazing so okay <laughs> i will cryptically hint at that and if any of the listeners want to go and try and find that for themselves i would highly encourage it <laughs> with, with that cryptic teaser emily what are we going to be choosing to watch next time uh well i actually had something else in mind but um i am feeling somewhat gaslit by this game 
<laughs> so we're gonna watch Gaslight, the uh, the namesake or the the movie from which that term comes. I can finally understand why everyone on Twitter is saying gaslighting, gaslighting. You know, <laughs> it's a very it's a very important like psychological and like relationship abuse terminology. Uh, and it comes from this, this and it movie. comes and it comes from this movie. So now you'll know. All right. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to Gaslight. Until then, Emily, where else can we find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I am on Twitter at Hey Hey ESJ. This is Giant Geek versus Mega Noob. If I say nothing, maybe the podcast will never end. This was the point where my game crashed. And we'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit GVNPodcast.com.